my work starts with the parents, educating the parents so that they respect and honor the child from the get-go. So it's not, no, 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 you can't, don't do that. It's establishing respect and honor and valuing the child as an entity from conception. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. It's so glad to always connect with you each week. And I want you to know how grateful I am that you tune in to the Intuitive Woman podcast. So thank you so much. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. I know I tell you that every week, but this really speaks to my heart. This is truly what I wish I had when I was a child. And if you know my story, you know that as a child, I had prophetic dreams and I would speak to my parents and they just kind of poo-pooed it. They kind of thought I was crazy and, and I was afraid of the dark, things like that. And here we are, we have someone on the show, Ellie Molina. I've had her on my show before. I had her on my blog talk radio, get into a Tina Conroy a few years back and I have her back and I'm so excited because she just wrote another book and Ellie has brought intuition to the forefront for children. I mean, how amazing is that? So that the children can really adapt this into their life. It isn't something that they uh, find in this strange woohoo place. It's part of their life. And she even brought it to the New York City schools, the public New York City schools. I find that amazing. Her book, her second book, Children Who Know How to Know, is just awesome. And every single parent should get it and read it. And for me, I wish I had this. I wish I had this as a kid, but I definitely wish I had it when my kids were younger. So, as we tune in, I want to really tune in and let everybody know that this is truly a show and an episode so that everybody connects and know that inner knowingness, that inner clarity that we all absolutely have. It is not for the select few. We have that. And so take a nice deep breath in and acknowledge that you are an intuitive being. We have this sense and it is not the sixth sense. It is the first sense. It is part of who we are. And having Ellie on the show is just going to allow you to understand and realize how much we can allow our children to accept that as well. So let me tell you a little bit about Ellie as we move forward. Again, just so excited to have her on the show. Ellie is the best-selling author, an international intuitive author and speaker. She is the founder of PsyKids, so that's PsyKids.com, P-S-I slash kids.com, where children and adults learn to develop trust and utilize their intuitive abilities. How awesome is that? She has appeared on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, and in the New York Times. Ellie's new book, Children Who Know How to Know, with Black Opal Publishing, was released in March 2017. Now, for over 38 years, she has been instructing children and adults how to develop intuition through techniques which develop and enhance compassion, 
and emotional maturity. She gently instructs children to love, honor, value, and respect themselves and others. She teaches parents and children the importance of speaking responsibly and choosing words consciously, always guided by the power of intuition. And again, her book is amazing. Every parent should go out and read it and read it more than once. Children who know how to know. Hey, Ellie, how are you doing today? Hi, Tina. I'm awesome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. We are finally getting some really hot weather here, and I am embracing it. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it's finally here. We've had a pretty difficult, I feel like I've been complaining, but we've had a pretty difficult spring, and it went really hot. It got like 90 today. So, Even though I hear people complaining, I say, don't complain because you were just complaining about the cold weather. So yeah, here we are. But welcome back because I had you on. I want to let all the listeners know that you are a returning guest. You were a guest on my original radio show with Blog Talk Radio, Get Into It with Tina Conroy. And that was probably about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm delighted to have you back on the Intuitive Women podcast. And let me tell you, you've been doing some pretty fantastic stuff, lady. (laughs) Thanks, Tina. (laughs) Thank you. I've been working. You sure had. And I've been following you. And you finally got that book out and that book birthed. And we're going to talk all about it. Okay. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. You're welcome. So before we go there, I always like to do this picture to the listeners of who you are and your upbringing. And because the show delves into spirituality and a bit into religion, can you bring the listeners back to your upbringing, either as you know, religious, if that was, or spiritual? Okay, sure. So I'm a New York native. I was raised in Westchester, New York, in Bronxville. And also my background was one of a Protestant background, but we were mostly a very spiritual family. And so from a very early time on, I started seeing entities and even, and I would be able to share them with my parents and they'd kind of poo-poo it. And yet at the same time, my mother was a little bit open to my experiences. So by the time I was five, I was having visions. I saw things. I've seen people that had passed on. I knew when people were passing. It was a lot of a lot of information for somebody so young. And that was the beginning. And then just really quickly after that, I took a very conservative um, approach to life and became an educator. I taught the New York City school system for over 30 some odd years, closer to 35. And then during that time, I would kind of weave in a little bit of psychic work, intuitive development, just to show the kids how psychic and intuitive they were naturally. But it was more of a closet kind of existence. And I also worked as a psychic for the Long Island Psychic Fair back in 2002, 2003, and four. That was kind of closet psychic also, just doing it on the weekends, had clients come to the home later on. Then for a while, I was a California psychic, and I did all of that while I was teaching and just part-time being the closet psychic and always using those abilities. Was there ever a conflict with family or your parents or close friends that you were doing this? 
After I got older, my parents were cool. By the time I was about 12, 13, they were cool with it. And they kind of encouraged me to even start studying astrology, although they had shut the doors on the experiences when I was very little saying, oh, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, you're imagining all of that. And then later, like I said, when I hit, when I reached uh, age 12, my mother started handing me books on astrology. And so I became way educated in astrology at a very early age. As far as my friends were concerned, they were pretty open. So I was fortunate. It was the work environment that wasn't open. Right. The education department and you were doing this work with children without it being publicized, I guess. Right. That was for many years. And then in 2007, things changed and I was working for New York City Board of Ed and I had an amazing principal and an amazing assistant principal. And they were open to doing a program called Power to Create, where I started teaching kids how to use their intuitive and psychic abilities. It was a once a week program. It ran for a year and the school was really very supportive And that was the beginning of me saying, okay, I'm going to take this now into an educational classroom. I'm going to develop a program. I'm going to make this work. That was the beginning. So it actually birthed in New York City. Wow. I don't think I ever knew that. I mean, that's pretty innovative to have it start in the New York City schools. It was. It really was. Okay. You know, they said, hey, this is great. You know, the secret had come out in what, 2004 or somewhere around there, 2005. I'm not sure. So by the time 2007 rolled around, 2006, it was really 2006 into 2007 at that time, around there anyway, the department was a little bit more open to affirmations, bringing this work into the classroom. So they were willing to go out on a limb. It wasn't highly publicized. Okay. Just, but the kids were all into it and it was great. And did you ever have any parents that were not agreeable with it? No, because this was a program that the kids had to register for it and the parents had to sign. So it was a specialized program. It met once a week and it was part of an enrichment program. So everybody had consented to this. Okay. So everybody was on board. Yes. Mm -hmm. So clearly you are out of the closet now (laughs) and completely out of the closet. So your life must look very different now being in this realm and working for many years doing your love and doing your passion. So share with us working with children. And obviously it seems like a passion to work with children and to develop their intuition and their psychic abilities. So bring us a little bit into that realm. It starts with parents. The book that I have, Children Who Know How to Know, this is really educating parents to learn how to incorporate mindfulness, intuitive heart. It's teaching an awareness, a conscious awareness that we are responsible for our thoughts, our language, what we think matters. And it's really honoring the child from the very beginning. And so my work starts with the parents, educating the parents so that they respect and honor the child from the get-go. So it's not, no, 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 you can't, don't do that. It's establishing respect and honor and valuing the child as an entity from conception. And of course, we still have to make sure that we take care of our children so that they don't hurt themselves. But again, it's really... Acknowledging that the child does have 
intuitive abilities from birth. This is a known fact. It's actually scientifically proven. It's not even a, a matter of belief any longer. And then working with this so that when children are really young and they do see things or they do not want to do something because it doesn't feel right, that we don't force kids to do things that they intuitively know are not appropriate. And again, it's all about learning how to be conscious and aware of what we're thinking, what we're speaking, how we're behaving, that we are responsible for our decisions and our actions. And it's just a way of raising children. And of course, in order to raise a child this way, an adult has to be this and do this also. So really what I'm looking to do is to change the paradigm of education and change the paradigms of the way that we're working in life right now. Because what we're doing in our social consciousness is not really working. And it's time for the upgrade and for that paradigm shift. So that's what I do. I love that. And, you know, it reminds me of a little bit of my background with my children that now, well, my children are 23 and 19, my young adults, but it reminds me that I have been open with them to share. We really started with like their dreams and they've been open to always sharing that they had this dream and this happened and that happened. It was really open. And also when they are afraid, both my kids been afraid of the dark, more my son than my daughter. And I was deathly afraid of the dark. I have a whole bunch of stories about that. And I was always very, I don't know, compassionate with him because of what I went through. And and not that my parents were wrong or bad. They just kind of poo-pooed it. It was like, go back to bed and you're fine. And they didn't really understand. And, you know, now my mom obviously is like, I'm so sorry. We should have let you sleep with us on the floor or whatever, put the lights on, whatever it was. So we have an open communication now. And I am seeing that more and more with other parents and other children. But then there's also... So many that don't, so many that really don't know how to handle it or don't know what to say. So I love that this book has been created for the parent so they can be on board. Yes. It's a resource guide for parents and educators and really anyone who's an adult who wants to learn how to be responsible for themselves, their lives, create their own reality, and at the same time, raise mindful children who are compassionate, who are empathetic, who are responsible citizens. So it really teaches children how to get away from bullying. It teaches children how to be respectful of other people's emotions. And also it takes children away from becoming victims by other children. It's a shift in consciousness, really, Tina. And so is the book geared to particular ages? Uh, From zero on, because it all starts in conversation when you look at your child and say things to it like, oh, be a good girl now and stop crying or don't be a bad boy, stop crying. And that's already, okay, an associative between let's be a good girl. Um, These are things that are already programmed into the subconscious from infancy. And so it starts from zero or even pre-birth, all right, in that space of, okay, how am I going to be communicating? I need to be responsible and I need to be mindful of what I am saying at all times to everyone. And so even parents that have teens, it would also benefit them as well, even if they haven't kind of jumped on the bandwagon prior. Oh, totally. It's really a book for everyone. I mean, you know, if you use it yourself, you're already enhancing your life and creating a consciousness that wasn't there before. Right. Which I love because it's opening up a lot of people to something that they really are not aware of and then able to parent very differently. 
Right. Just to give you an example of what the chapters are about, there's one chapter on intuition, then I've got a chapter on how the brain develops and works, and then thought and language, mindfulness, I've got activities in here, I've got how to trust your intuition. So this is a resource guide, hands-on activities, highly informative. It's a great book, in my opinion, and the reviews have been good. So actually, the reviews have been excellent. So I'm really excited to get this work out there. And so using it as a resource, it seems like, you know, a resource or a workbook that, you know, a parent would maybe read it through or read different parts of it that are interesting to them. And then you maybe go back and then find some ways that they can use some of the exercises and the resource for themselves. Absolutely. And there's an entire chapter on thought and language and how all of this is connected. And so, again, pulling it back to being responsible for our thoughts and for our language and what we create through thought and language. Is there a small exercise that maybe you could share with the listeners or something you can share today that maybe someone listening out there isn't really so sure? Maybe something they could just change in the meantime until they can get the book. And we want them all to get the book. And we're going to give them all that information. Sure. So I just randomly opened up to a page over here. So this is an exercise for ages three and up. And it's called Sit Still and Quiet, Calm and Controlled. This is about learning how to control your body because learning to control your body takes practice and it takes self-discipline. And it's a key factor of emotional intelligence. All right. So... You know, we were always telling people, hey, sit still, don't move, don't fidget. And this is a matter of self-control, and it is a learned behavior. You know, I'm not going to go into all the details and argue with people about this right now, but a tangent, if a person starts really, really early on teaching children to learn to control their bodies, I've seen this work with kids with ADHD, ADD. I've seen it work with children with autism on the spectrum. So people can, children can learn to just sit and control their body. So the example is that a child will sit crisscross applesauce in the easy pose and they place their fingers in what I call the zoot position. This is where the tips of the first three fingers touch each other and they rest their hands on their knees. Then I have the children stare at an object without moving their bodies. Now, three-year-olds can start for only 15 seconds. Adults and older children will have to work up in time. Now, I like to use candle focus. Now, you don't have to use a real candle for this. You can use a fake candle, but the point is that with candle focus, the brain waves are lowered into the alpha state. And then as the children learn to sit in extended times by this, what happens is that they no longer scratch, they have body control and focus. And then when you go deeper as an adult, this can get you into spaces of going deeper into trance so that you can learn to get in touch with your intuitive abilities. And that's just a really something so simple that you can start with a child as soon as they can start understanding commands. I love that. And it's just something, again, like a practice because, and of course, as a yoga teacher and a meditator, it's all about the practice. So it's for the parent to read it and understand it and then teach it. And then just to continue it and continue it to practice it, I guess, would just allow that ability to get stronger and become just like as if they brush their teeth or something like that. Yes, because in the scope of all eternity or whatever you want to call it here, if you look at a child being able to control their body, 
that's big. It's a big thing. It's not just controlling your body. It's exercising a part of your brain that you're learning self-control. And in learning self-control, you're also learning that you have much more control over yourself, your thoughts. And it, again, it raises consciousness. It raises empathy and intellectual and emotional growth is enhanced by all of this. I love it. It's fantastic. And I'm sure there's so many different exercises in the book. So beyond the book, how do you work or how would a parent reach out to you to work with children uh, as of now? Do you have different programs or they just call you one-on-one? How would that work? Right now, I am doing a one-on-one session. This is where a lot of children have anxiety that I work with or emotional things that they're going through. And they've been to the psychiatrist and they've been to the psychotherapist and they've been to the mindfulness instructor and parents are seeking me out. And now what I do is I retrain their brains and I shift their paradigm. And I'm working one-on-one with children around 12, between 10 to 13 right now, more so. I had groups before and I was working with groups, but I like to have the groups usually about five to six children. So when there's a group session and there's interest and I have the parents who are willing to come and put together the group or come to the group that I put together, that's basically how it's been going. So if there's a demand, I'm there or I will put out, hey, I'm doing a workshop and come, let's fill the space. So that's how it's been right now. And then can you elaborate a little bit on SciKids? SciKids is working with children from ages 3 to 17. And what I do in the SciKids program is really teach them how to see without their eyes. So what that looks like is imagine wearing a pair of blinders and then with these blinders, knowing colors, knowing objects, recognizing objects, incorporate psychic ability, remote viewing, which is able to see without your eyes, seeing objects or distant or things or situations at a distance. So that's part of remote viewing. It is teaching children how to do telepathy. And then there were times where we even did blindfolded archery. So it's an entire program and it can be a one session workshop just to show the children and the parents, Hey, you've got these abilities and this is what you do. This is how you practice. Or there have been times where I've done a 10 week program, which is then called your child's powerful ID, which is intuitive development. And then over a course of 10 weeks or 10 sessions, we work on really enhancing psychic and intuitive ability so that kids can really start to see without their eyes. It's incredible stuff. It really is incredible stuff. I mean, I'm listening and wishing that I had this when I was younger and was able to embrace it and not be so afraid until I was able to later on in life, really allow it in and embrace it. And if I could have went to your school, it feels like it would have been, it could have started a lot longer ago, or I guess things will happen for a reason, but I'm just visioning, you know, I'm very clairvoyant and everything's in my head and I'm visiting these pictures with the children and they're sitting and they're learning all these things in remote view. How cool is that? So it is absolutely amazing. I love your work. I love what you do. And I'm sure there's so many people out there and we're probably going to get a lot of parents listening that really would love to get their hands on your book. Can you share how people connect with you, how they can find the book and really allow people to be able to do that? 
You can find me at Ellie Molina, E-L-L-Y-M-O-L-I-N-A.com. So that's where you can find me. And then the book is on Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's all over. And it's called Children Who Know How to Know, a resource guide for helping children develop and utilize their powerful intuitive abilities. If people are interested in the Psy Kids, there's a website for that, and that it's www.psi-kids.com. So it's psi-kids.com, psykids.com. And the programs are there, and everything is there, images and what I've done with children and what I'm doing. Awesome. That's perfect. And then I'm sure there might be some people listening that perhaps do you do speaking engagements or do you different workshops and groups. If someone is interested, they could just reach out to you as well. Sure. I mean, I'm doing a conference right now in June. I'm going to be presenting at the International Remote Viewers Association conference. And yes, I would welcome speaking engagements where the audience will immediately be able to see how intuitive and psychic they are right there on the spot. Oh, very cool. I like that. That's very cool. So I always end with this question because I always like to ask everybody. So it's an interesting question for you. What does intuition mean to you? What would be your definition? (laughs) (laughs) I've got an entire chapter. So in a few words, I'm going to give you a quote. All right. So this is what it is for me. So sailors have an extra sense that tells them when they are in danger. And that is, to me, just the beginning of intuition, just the tip of the iceberg. I love that. That's great. And you have a whole chapter. So you're probably one of the very few I've ever interviewed that has a whole chapter. (laughs) So really, I have a lot of different answers. And they're all very similar, of course, in nature. But you having a whole chapter, you have a leg up. So, (laughs) well, Ellie, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Intuitive Women podcast. And again, reach out to Ellie and find her and all her wonderful things and her programs. Again, if you're interested in having her come to you for a workshop or for a speaking engagement, she's open to that. And the book again on Amazon. Yes. And is it an ebook as well as a hard copy? It's paperback and Kindle ebook. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for being a guest. And we are so glad that you followed your intuition and your passion and being able to help all people, parents and children, be able to connect to theirs. Thank you, Tina. Thank you for having me on. And I look forward to meeting lots of people. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. Ooh.